Hey everybody, before we get into this week's episode of Could It Be, an Oak Island podcast, we do want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Audible. They're giving our listeners a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook download that you can use to get any book you want on their platform, but I think there's one special book you might want to look into. I know which book I'm getting. Oh yeah, which one's that? The newest book by Randall Sullivan, The Curse of Oak Island, that was just released on Audible. Yeah, so you're already a subscriber to Audible, so you'll just use your regular credit this month on getting that. But our listeners that use our trial can get it absolutely free. All they have to do is go where? AudibleTrial.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Yep, just go there. You get, like we said, your free 30-day trial, free audiobook download, zero cost to you whatsoever. Cancel anytime. There's no commitment. It's just free. And so, I mean, what better price is there for something than free? It doesn't exist, right? Free is a very good price. (laughs) It sure is. So one more time, where do they go? AudibleTrial.com slash Oak Island Podcast. One more time? AudibleTrial.com slash Oak Island Podcast. And one more? No. Okay. Instead, we're going to start the show. Let's do it. As many of you know... Something quite sad happened on Oak Island this week, and we had the passing of Dan Blankenship. Uh, We're not going to discuss that on the show today. We do want to just one more time offer our condolences to the Blankenship family and all the people he's touched around the world. But we did a special tribute to Dan Blankenship that was released last week, uh, just after the news broke. And um, we invite you to go listen to that. We are going to just do a normal show. And, you know, we're still thinking of Dan. So go ahead and check out that tribute. And I hope you enjoy the show today. There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be an Oak Island Podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. Did you have an awesome week? I had a very busy week. Yeah, me too. Like very busy. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry everybody. This That's kind of why this episode is hitting so late. We just had a really, really busy week. Yep, the Monday that never ends, but that is okay because now we're here and ready to talk about one of our favorite things in the entire world. Oak Island. Oak Island. But we also have news in the treasure hunting world. Yeah, perhaps, maybe, possibly. possibly. I'd say probably. More likely than not? I hope so. There's, oh, yes. So there's this treasure hunt that Deidre and I participated in pretty heavily back in 2017. And there was a it was a novel called Breakfast Tea and Bourbon. And I think it's a little bit more than pretty heavily. We <laughs> like stuck you on a plane and sent you to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yes. I wish you could have come with me, though. I'm, Yeah. I, I wish I could have gone too, but you know, finding child care for our kids that not, last minute, not so easy. Not so easy, but yeah, I, I, when I went, I went to Pennsylvania looking for a treasure, uh, and we live in Washington state. I actually used a treasure prize from winning a different treasure hunt to Ironic. go on this, this trip. Um, one of the prizes I've won before is a, a two round trip tickets anywhere Alaska Airlines flies, and I used one of those to go to to go to Washington, D.C., and then I rented a car, drove into Pennsylvania, looked for this treasure, 
and didn't find it. <laughs> yes, because it turns out it wasn't buried there. But regardless, we had a great time working on it. And we met a lot of awesome people along the way. Including the author. Including the author and the winner. And the winner, yeah. Koi has become a really good friend. And he won $50,000 with the Breakfast Tea and Bourbon Treasure Hunt. It was unreal that it was amazing yeah Uh, yeah, it was really cool to watch him be presented that they like awarded it on live tv it was pretty cool but that has nothing to do well it kind of has something to do with the news it's a little bit of background yeah so pete bissonette the author of breakfast tea and bourbon put out a cryptic little i don't know teaser on friday post yeah it was just a post on facebook but it was under his breakfast tea and bourbon facebook page and it said something along the lines of there's something happening on Monday. You might want to tune in or, or something like that. It was more of, you haven't heard from me in a while, but yeah. stay tuned for Monday. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's a little closer to what it actually was. I, yeah. But that's exciting. Monday, that's Oak Island Eve. It is Oak Island Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's going to be a week of Bobby Dazzlers. Yeah, well. I hope. I'm excited because, you know, if, if this is another treasure hunt that he's starting... You know, we're going to get in pretty deep in this one, I think. You know, this is one of them that was basically one of my favorite treasure hunts we ever did. Maybe the big news is just that Pete got a puppy or something. He's like, haven't heard from me, but guess what I did? I got a puppy? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to, like, bait and switch us. I don't... Pete got a puppy! I highly doubt it. No? Personally, yeah. No, I really hope it's the treasure hunt. Yeah. Well, Breakfast Team Bourbon, the book, had three hunts embedded in it. That's true. So the first one is done. Hunts number two and three have not begun yet. We haven't had any word. The first hunt ended about a year and a half ago. And so we've been just kind of waiting and seeing what's going on. And, you know, it's I think it's finally time to start hunt, hunt number two. Or who knows? Maybe it's a completely different unrelated treasure hunt. Or maybe it's nothing. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it has nothing to do with uh, treasure hunting and we just have our hopes up. Maybe. But if, you know, we will, when it does get announced... I'm going to go on to our Could It Be an Oak Island podcast Facebook page, and I'll put some kind of post there just so that our listeners are aware of this other treasure hunt. It's really good and fun to get into these treasure hunts on the ground floor, like when they first start. That's the best. We want to make sure everybody's aware of it. We want as much participation as possible because it's just a fun thing to do. Plus, like I said, when you get in at the ground floor when it first starts, that's just awesome. Now... For this giant treasure hunt that they are really here to hear us talk about. The ongoings of the money pit? Or yes. The ongoings at the money pit? Yes, on an island. In the North Atlantic? Where they've been searching <laughs> for an incredible treasure. For a long time, yeah. For we, we a get really it. long time. We get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see where I was going there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, a lot going on this episode. Yeah, I, I think the best place to probably start is either talking about when they were... Talking to the guy, Steve, that put together all those, uh, he, you know, he's like a surveyor. Yeah, he took all the different data points and laid them over each yeah. other, right? Yeah, and that looked like hard work. <laughs> you know, I think Fred Nolan was like a master surveyor, but he probably did it all on paper. Well, he was a master surveyor and he was creating his own survey. Mm-hmm. And what we are seeing this guy do is pull all the previous surveys, mm-hmm. very old ones. Yeah. And laying them on top of each other. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you gave all that information to Fred Nolan, I mean, he probably could have made a cool map out of it, but it probably wouldn't have been as comprehensive and deep as this computer generated map that Steve Guptill ended up making. 
No, Fred Nolan would have had to use like tracing paper and <laughs> laying things on top of each but other. But I bet he would have and... do- done an awesome job. Oh, I bet he would have. He there may have still been some trees around to help line things up instead of all gone. Well, nah, they'd probably all still be gone by yeah. the time he decided to go for that. Anyways, anyway, enough on that tangent. Be- all I have to say is that was a sweet map. Well, Dave said it looked like spaghetti. It. Di- I thought it looked like Swiss cheese. <laughs> I was like, no wonder the whole money pit area is collapsing. There's nothing left. We've poked a whole lot of holes in it, and there's the proof right there. Yep. And you know, and you know where they want to dig next? Where's that? The one place that there's not a hole. Well, that kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> it just cracks me up because you see all these maps mm-hmm. over each other. It's like, oh, yeah, so the place where Shaft 6 is, is this one place you haven't dug. So, yeah, somewhere in here. Well, they're like, hey, Rick, why don't you point on the map where you want to do it next? And he's like, I'd rather we all put our finger down on the map, but there's only like one spot left, right? Yeah, and Marty was like, no, you do it, big brother. Yeah, nah, there's lots of spots, but after hearing all that data and looking at all the different surveys... He put his finger where they all would have put their finger anyway, so... Exactly. It was interesting to see that a couple of the different places where they were pulling interesting things out were areas where they had likely clipped the edge of a tunnel or had come in just barely within what they're thinking the shaft was. So they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, well, then they end up using that data to put down a new case on. A big one. S6 for Shaft 6, right? For Shaft 6. And as much as I like the name, it kind of bothers me that it's not based off the grid that they put down. Well, it's based off of something much older than that. Yeah, I still feel like why make a grid if you're not going to use it? It's a throwback. They already named HA after the grid. That was good enough, right? At least the grid got used, I guess. C1 isn't named after any grid. No, because the grid came later. So, wow. <laughs> they can't base it off of a grid that didn't exist. Touche. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh okay. man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I still thought that map was super interesting. I spent yeah. a lot of time pausing and trying to get in there to see all the different things that were lining up. I don't know about you, but I was a little obsessed with the map. Uh, I watched it when I I saw it when I watched the show. That was okay, about it. so not as interested in the data points. I'm as interested, me. but I was busy this week, and sorry, I'm surprised you had so much time to gander at it. Only when I watched it closely back, my note taking, and I kept wanting to screenshot stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. After they had put their little X marks a spot. They And right before they had actually started putting the case on down, they had Doug and a few others out there trying to measure out exactly where case on would go, right? Trying to get it exactly where it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Like, they made you kind of believe a couple of weeks ago when the H8 was kind of collapsing that they were kind of done with the money pit this year overall. Didn't it seem like that? It did, But I think what they really made us believe was that they were done with H8. Yeah, but it it really made me think like, oh, they're just going to focus on Smith's Cove and maybe go out in the swamp or whatever. You know, they... We have not visited the swamp. It just seemed like that was what was going to go on since it kind of made me feel like they were done with the money pit for the year. 
wrong. If you ask Paul, it's the right time to uh, break out the champagne bottle. Paul said that? He sure did. When did he say that? I don't recall. <laughs> he said that when they were they were just putting down the can into S6, and that's when... Uh, like before or after they started hammer grabbing? I think right before. Oh, so he was already celebrating before. He was. <laughs> okay. But All right. It might be a little premature I've there, I've got buddy. my own uh, theories on Paul anyways. Okay. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm glad to see that they're continuing to work in the money pit. It makes a lot of sense. I'm glad they they picked the spot they're going to do their next kind of excavation out of. Something that's really cool about this episode that we really haven't seen before is that they put the case on down and pulled stuff out of it in the same episode. They usually like put the case on, you know, just start breaking ground. And then that's like the cliffhanger for until next week, right? Yeah, they're like, okay, we're putting it down into the hole, but we don't actually end up doing digging and see anything excited once they put down the case on, usually. Yeah, it's usually just like a big, huge cliffhanger. Usually it's at that point they've made a decision to put where to put one. Mm -hmm. But we didn't just get them putting it in the ground. We got them pulling a whole bunch of stuff out of it. They practically pulled the ark out of there. Yeah, lots of wood. I'm pretty much sold now on this whole Spanish galleon idea, though. Yeah? Because later, I mean, we hear from Gary Mm -hmm. about them looking like ship timbers. And we've already talked about in the past the idea of a ship being in the swamp and maybe even the money pit, each of those 10-foot sections being ship timbers Mm -hmm. and other pieces around the island being from ship parts. Yeah, well, you know, this might be a good time to just touch on the Maddie Blake special about pirates. Pirates, yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. That, yeah, that. That one. Okay, and I want to clear up real quick. I'm, okay, last week's episode of Could It Be, I'm pretty sure it sounded like I thought Davy Jones's locker was a person. <laughs> I know it's not a person, guys. Wrong. Wrong. No, it, it's the bottom of the ocean, okay? I'm not crazy. Are you sure? No, but I at least know that Davy Jones, well, Davy Jones exists somewhere, but he's not not the same Davy Jones. He wasn't a pirate that... No, Davy Jones was the lead singer of the Monkees. He wasn't a pirate. Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Oh, what can it mean to a daydream believer and a homecoming queen? You don't know it? Oh, I know it, but I didn't know that you and I were straight up doing some acapella this uh, show, but apparently I'm a yo-ho, yo-ho, and you're a, a, a monkey. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want you to call yourself that, okay? Oh. Okay, anyway. Okay, so, we, we need to calm down. Yeah, let's let's talk about Tony Sampson taking Maddie Blake out on the boat, doing the rounds of the island. Yes, and all the different theories of the different pirates on the island, and I love that they explain the different between a privateer and yeah. a pirate, right? Yeah, yeah. well, I, isn't that like a known thing? It is for most, but I tend to think that they get lumped together as the exact same thing. Well, they basically were the same thing. Well, they were a ni- A lot of them started out with good intentions, and I don't think... Yeah, beat up your enemy. Kill your enemy. That's the intention. And take everything they have. That's that's what it was. And that's fine. Sure. Hey, anyway, yes, we get that. But I'm, I'm talking about 
I wanted I, the thing I wanted to touch on was Tony Sampson and Maddie Blake in the boat looking at the swamp. That's true. That was pretty cool because they don't really go into that level of detail about the swamp in the show usually as far as how the elevation on both sides, it's much flatter in the swamp area. Tony Sampson makes a point to say, hey, that's where it looks like it's deep enough or it is deep enough to get right up to the shore. And that's potentially somewhere a boat could have shot straight through two islands. And he believes in the Oak Island was two islands that were adjoined at the swamp, you know, man-made. Well, regardless... When there's a swamp, Mm -hmm. it's going to be at a low point. Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, we're talking about water tables and a swamp and looking at that with them. Yeah, I can definitely see how it would have been two islands at one time. It's just that perspective isn't something we usually see. No, it's definitely not. I would have to admit after that, I am more convinced of this two island theory. We keep hearing that word Spanish galleon pop up a lot. It just things from a ship. It, It makes sense. But before... When all I was seeing were animations of a ship being... Toppled over and buried you, in the swamp. You know, being put in there and then there it would like tip over timber. Yeah, and they'd have and like a coffer dam a... on each side. Yes, yeah. exactly. I could see where maybe they may captain over an extra ship or something and know that they're going to be using that as supplies to do whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Put it in there. You're dissecting apart this boat, doing whatever it is you're doing over there. Yeah. And at that point, taking boards and stuff out of there, you might as well just sink your ship in there and yeah. call it good. And the rest... Well, that's 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 the theory, that the ship had the goods on it and it was just buried in the swamp and so no one could get it. I mean, you hear what I was saying, that they captained... They brought an extra ship that didn't just all bury and then dismantle the well, ship they came on. Duh. I just want to be I get clear. <laughs> um, be sure you understand the logistics here. Okay. Well, this is related. This is not... I'm changing the subject to this tiny bit. <laughs> okay. But this is related. This is still Swamp. I was watching that Maddie Blake special, and this is kind of the the only piece that I wasn't paying super good attention on, which is unfortunate because I... You, you weren't know. paying attention? <laughs> Yeah, it never happens. Okay. I glance over. I see Charles Barkhouse chatting with Maddie Blake at the swamp. And I hear uh, Charles say, yeah, the swamp's drained and blah, blah, blah. I don't remember everything they said because, like I said, you know, I had like a child that I was our child. (laughs) (laughs) He just had a random child. No, our little boy was, you know quote unquote, watching it with me, but not, not helping at all. And so I didn't get everything that he said, but the thing that I took away from that is they had drained the swamp this year. Correct. And we haven't seen that on the episode yet or on any episode. So that's kind of like a little sneak preview of something that should be coming up. Should, but maybe not. I think got to. Maybe. It was, that's one of the big three from the first episode. They said the Money Pit, Smith's Cove, and the Swamp. You know what's going to happen? They're going to find like their major thing. And then what they're going to do is the Swamp is going to be the cliffhanger until next season. Mm. Well, we'll see then, won't we? I don't know. Okay, whatever. No? I don't care, sure. If that's all we get of the Swamp, you're going to be super upset. I probably would not be very happy about it, but whatever. They're going to spend the time on the things that they think are most important, and I'm fine with that. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're okay with that. I will be satisfied. So anyway, the Maggie Blake special was fun. It was. I don't think we need to 
dwell on it or anything. No, I think it, we need to talk more about the money well, thing, wait, actually. Did, wait, one more thing. Did you like it better than the Paranormal special? Yes, because I like Pirates. I actually really feel like going to watch Pirates of the Caribbean number one right now. Pirates are the most dastardly people on the earth. We've what, romanticized what, them, and what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay, Casper the Friendly Ghost was romanticized too. What, and, you think he's mean? Yeah, because he's friendly <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, all right, we can move on. Thank you. Back to the money pit. Yeah. Hammer grabbing. Hammer grab the claw. It moves. moves. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Toy Story reference. Who's excited for Toy Story 4? Woo. Woo. I'm excited. Meh. Well, you're going to have to get over it. Okay. Emma and I will go see it. That's fine. All right, go for it. Okay, money pit. Some great things happen. Well, like... you know what You know what happened right when they started, right before they started hammer grabbing? What? Marty's like going around getting everybody pumped. He is. He was, you know what he was doing? He's like, shiny gold things. He That's was he... being a Rick. He was. What was Rick doing? Being a Marty. <laughs> what? what? I, I literally have notes like throughout this episode of... Why is Rick being a Marty? Actual <laughs> references uh, and quotes of times that he is being a Marty. And he needs to stop because he is the hopeful one. They are not to switch roles. Eh, no. Maybe it was Friday. Freaky What's that Fri- have to do with anything? Fre- Freaky Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did say that. <laughs> okay. That maybe they woke up as each other. <laughs> and yeah, there was a weird exchange where Rick was super excited. And he was like, well, sure. And... and Sorry, no, Marty was super excited about what was coming out, and Rick's like, well, we know there are answers in there. We'll just wait and see. And then Marty does a double take, like, what? He's like, who are you? Like, who are (laughs) you, and why? I'm excited. Why don't you just go be excited? You know what? Even Terry pokes at him. He's like, am I going to get a smile out of you? Because he was so excited. (laughs) Terry is excited about the giant pieces of wood, which normally would get Rick excited. And the pieces of boulder they're pulling out that look like they're from undisturbed areas. Yeah. That's something to get excited about. That is very much something to be excited about. I don't like this switcheroo business. Rick, you need to turn that frown upside down, buddy. Somebody needs a hug. I think Rick needs a hug. That's the solution to everything. Now, Doesn't I, a hug make you feel better if you're no, feeling sad? because oh. if I don't want someone to touch me, then a hug's <laughs> not going to make me feel better. Well, I think Rick needs a big hug. Okay, well, you should go give him a hug and see if you end up with a restraining order. <laughs> Awkward. Where's Dustin? He's in jail. Um, Too many hugs. <laughs> Sorry, I will stop being off track, even though that's a thing I do. Mm. So what did they find in the money pit? They find big pieces of timber. Very big. It took two people to haul them. Yeah, Terry and Rick had to scoop it up and haul it away. And he's like, this is definitely oak, guys. <laughs> right? This is heavy. This is heavy. This is a Paul, like, wipes off the side. He goes, it looks oak colored. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, he goes, That's funny. Well, I mean, just look at the side. And M- Marty's like, yeah. <laughs> well, they were saying that the wood looked like it was cut up and down and not by a circular saw. And then we got a clotworthy moment of axe cut wood. Don't and spoil that for everybody. No, we're not using that one because oh, okay. we've already used that previously in the season. I feel like... Yeah, we've heard this before. We've heard this before. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little deja vu here. Mm. I'm glad you're not using that one this week. No, I'm definitely not. There were too many fabulous clotworthy moments this week to use axe cut wood. You know who was down there at the money pit when they were pulling out all that oak and whatnot? Everybody. Billy. Billy. Oh. Billy. Canada's sweetheart, 
Canada's sweetheart. Well, it's, that's Billy. It is. It is. But I didn't even recognize him because he had a hard hat on. He had <laughs> the bright yellow hard hat and like a green shirt. He's the only one without a set wardrobe. So yeah. it really threw me. Actually, there's a lot of off-kilter wardrobe situations going on. And that's okay because watching marty hose down the spoils he looked like the gordon fisherman yes <laughs> i decided his name was muddy marty muddy instead marty. of dirty jack yeah you know? well i don't know i think uh jack is more willing to get dirty like really dirty well this was probably marty's first experience and i thought oh, i doubt that Okay, so you remember when they're going through the spoils and they find the bone. Yep. Uh, they find the bone and Paul brings it over to Marty and he's spraying. And Paul's standing behind him and Marty goes to turn and the hose is on. And he just, he starts to turn it off. And I didn't think he was going to get it turned off in time. I thought Paul was going to go flying <laughs> with the fire hose and that totally been pretty get funny. drenched. Yeah, well... Luckily for Paul, that didn't happen. Luckily for Paul, that didn't happen. Even though you think he's some kind of villain or some kind of I do. mastermind, he, like behind hiding something, or uh, he's like on Team Charles. Well, because when the Curse of Oak Island, they put out that word search thing, I spent a lot of time going through it, and I found the name Paul very near the word spy. Mm. So oh, you're I, talking about like the little word search they put on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, yes. Uh, where you found T, and there was a lot of of the classic oh, I'm sure stuff on cool stuff the, there. on there. But the name Paul and Spy were, seemed a bit odd to me, so I've decided he must be a spy. Hmm. I don't. Think I think that, he's working with Charles. I don't think that's a good theory. Well, you don't have to like my theory. It's a theory. Yeah. Well, you're you're entitled to your own theories. That's right good. On. I don't think Charles is a bad guy either. I think Charles is. Is really out there searching for the truth. He maybe he is. Maybe Paul's planted. Hmm. Anyway, what else can we talk about? <laughs> okay, so maybe we in, should move on to like the leather. Okay. Yeah. The actually, there were some really great finds in the money pit. Oh yeah, really good stuff. Potentially leather. Well, they all seemed really confident that it was. Like everybody that handled it was pretty sure it was leather. What it's do you think? Very big, whatever it is. Okay, but Paul was holding it mm -hmm. and was just like kind of letting it droop out of his hand. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, dang, a little more care with that. It's just going to fall apart if you let it, you know, hang on its own weight there. He called it leather or felt. Which I thought was interesting. Felt. Hmm. Okay. I missed that part. That's cool. They were also very confident about the plant-based matter being leather. Yeah. And it turned out to be leaves, right? It's or no bark. Yeah. Or just or something plant-based. Yeah. Well, they. Uh, who was it? I think Marty said that looks a lot like what they had pulled out last year as far as from H8 that did turn out to be leather. It is a really big sample. So I'm on the bo on board with it being leather. Yep. I think so. That's what uh, I'm crossing my fingers for. The book is down there. Well, or maybe it's up what now. Book? Whatever book. Because there was book binding and then there was leather and then there was paper. So we're getting a library. Mm. The Library of Oak Island. Okay. What else was down there? Chain link. Which was a little crazy. Yeah, it was. Because you know what it reminded me of? Chain them. Oh, I thought of off the chain. <laughs> no, remember the Maddie yeah, Blake special? <laughs> I know. I know. Chain them. Or was it Jason? <laughs> or Jason. That's to be debated. Yeah, but anyway, they had Mr. Gary Drayton come over and look at it. And he said, 
oh, that's a chain link. Very matter of fact. And they're like, yeah, dude, we got it. Yeah, that part we knew. How old is it? <laughs> exactly. And he talks about the shape being oval instead of round, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, he, he said it was, he thought it was, it could have been possibly part of some kind of pulley system. Yes. So it could have been searcher potentially, but what he liked is that it was heavy and it seemed very crudely done. It wasn't polished and didn't seem, I don't know, it was not of new origin, if yeah, you will. Definitely looked old and Gary seemed pretty impressed. And then potentially bone. Yeah, that bone. Hmm. Them bones, them bones. Yeah, but I mean, it could have been an animal. I don't know. I... Okay, it's not like I've studied a bunch of animal bones, but I did take anatomy, physiology, and it looks a lot like human bone to me. Whether or not it was of European or whatever descent. Middle Eastern? Middle, is that, oh yeah, that was who, (laughs) I don't remember. I feel like a lot of bones are coming out of here. That I cannot identify. I feel confident in saying it is a human bone. Okay, well, I hope it wasn't Daniel Guinness's dog or something that fell down in the pit when they're oh my goodness what is wrong with you what I'm, I'm just saying Daniel like McGinnis's dog well I mean I'm ho- I'm just saying I'm hoping it wasn't an animal I hope it is human you know I feel bad for the person that ended up down there I hope it's it funny. is human did, did you catch him saying that, that <laughs> hey this is an awkward no, conversation no, no. Listen, to have. To, listen, listen to yourself okay? <laughs> listen to yourself you're saying oh yeah it's human it's human yeah but so you're hoping it's human too I'm not hoping I'm saying it looks like it's human and you're hoping (laughs) that someone's poor puppy didn't fall down the well. Well, that'd be better than human, wouldn't it? Okay. Um, Well, one other thing from that scene that caught my attention was they really don't let rain hold them back do they nah you might you assume they're all pacific northwesterners if uh it's i don't know for us with the rain whatever it comes and goes all day yeah but that's us yeah but it it's a lot like that on the yeah, I eastern know. i know coast. i'm just saying hey these guys are in it to win it they do not let the rain hold them back nah. they're just gonna go through it it's oh fine. yeah they're it's hilarious because we debated whether or not this was recorded on separate days because for a while you have bright sunshine and then it's raining and then sunshine. But it, it really did. Yeah, it sounds like it's a regular old fall day there at the Oak Island. Yeah, well, they when they were doing some of the hammer grab stuff, that's when they said later that day at Smith's Cove. And then that's when Mike West showed up with his uh, awesome dart skills. Yeah, legit. Dart skills, the EM sixty one metal detector. Yes, which was it was nice to have. And it was him bright back. and shiny, you know, clear sky. It was. That's it, that's the point I was going to make, but yeah. And then it started to rain when he was out there. That's true. Yeah, his uh, he's got some skills. He does with, with a, a Z. Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, he has already metal detected Smith's Cove prior to any of this. Yeah, back when work. Peter Fernetti was you know, supervising him. Yes. And he didn't seem like he wanted to do it all at that point. <laughs> but hey, he's he's a trooper. He's come around. He seemed really into this one. So good for him. Yeah, absolutely. It, was, it looked like he was a bit shocked by the look of the cove. And I could see where that would be a bit shocking. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I put in my note that Mike West must be a darts champion. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I think we were both equally amazed when he's like, oh, there's one. Ding! And he just throws it. I just wanted to take a moment and appreciate his flag throwing skills. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. That soil must have been really like muddy and able to receive that dart throw. You know, if it's like tough dirt, it's just going to bounce off. So it, yeah, because it's it's a cove. Yeah, well, I'm just and saying it, it was he had some things filled, going in his favor. filled with water. At one point. So the odds are... It's been drained for a while, okay? It's been drained. Of course. Hey, what did he find with the EM-61? Something big. Did he? Five. Five targets? He found five targets. One of them was really, really big. He yeah. said as big as they get as far as targets go, and that was over there by the crane pad. Yeah. That crane pad's gotta go. Yep, I read a huge target. Right, you know, that's part of my note. Was a huge target, in quotes. Yeah, it's... A, it's Mike said that that... That's as big of a target as it gets. And boom. He calls it says it's a 600 millivolt. Yeah. Or and then I have a question mark. That's basically 1.21 gigawatts. Sure. We're not traveling in time. Maybe there's an anomaly under the crane pad. Yeah, I think that's what we <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> it's not a time machine. <laughs> yes, a huge Target. What if it's like a wormhole? It's like a you can rip this fabric of space and time and Okay, so they're digging up they're gonna dig up the crane pad. We would not have a remainder if it's a ends up being a wormhole. <laughs> I feel like we would know if that ends up being the case. Well, what if they went into the far past or into the far future and we wouldn't even know? Yeah. No. Okay, so then Smith's Cove. That's exciting. Yeah, it it's really exciting and we didn't talk about what happened at the very beginning of the show when Laird was, you know, removing the slipway. Yeah, why is Laird working by himself? Yeah, he's like, hey guys, I'm just here, you know. Moving timbers by myself. <laughs> Taking apart the slipway. Poor guy. How you guys doing? I know. You, we can see that he has fully tagged all of Smith's Cove. There are little tiny yellow markers on every single log on the slipway. Mm -hmm. And they want things moved. And Rick walks out there. He's like, okay, here's the plan. And these are going to get moved. Laird's in charge. And you're okay with us moving these, right, Laird? And the look on his face. And then he goes, sure. Like, yeah. Like, no, no, I'm not excited about this. I don't think he's probably kind of nervous. Yeah, well, it's a big deal. It's a big job. And he better not screw it up, right? And and he's not screwing it up. He's not. It's uh, what I was actually thinking about, too, is when they come out there to metal detect under some of it, mm -hmm. he is really quick to offer a trowel instead of a shovel when <laughs> they get a hit. Yeah. That oh. was and Jack and Gary both are so disappointed classic, when they hand him classic a layered classic layered classic archaeologist. He's like trowel as quick <laughs> as possible, and, and they're both like trowel. <laughs> Fine. And they try it, and then they're like, eh, they no didn't thanks. try very hard. I yeah. really think they should have given the trowel some more time. Meh. Well, Jack's more of a shovel guy. He is, and he tends to break things with yeah, the shovel. Yeah. I like Jack attack, but don't break things. Whatever the hit is, they get. Yeah, they it was a weird thing red. that they pulled up. Yeah, it's a lump of something. Yeah, it looks like a rock, but they said it's not heavy. Like, he wishes there was more weight to it or something, right? Yeah, he was wishing there was more weight to it, but we've seen a lot of things come up, especially being underwater, uh, encrusted with whatever all over them so it's really hard to tell what they are initially yeah i'm very curious to know what is under all of it or what it even is besides yeah. i don't know a piece of metal slag yeah i don't i don't know it's a lump nope. i mean that's all i know it was a lump and it was yeah i don't know i <laughs> i got i got nothing uh, yep i don't know what is relevant in the world of archaeology or oak island 
that is a lump. Well, Laird said they'll tag it and they'll, you know, look at it later. So I'm sure that is exactly what happened. I concur with that statement. We got anything else? So what else did Gary and Jack find? Coin. A coin? That's a coin. That's a coin. Is, is that a good Gary? <laughs> yes, that that is a very good Gary. Oh, he wow. says it's a silver coin. Yeah, what what did he say it was? He thought it was, here, let me look at my notes. Some kind of Spanish something. Spanish silver real. 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 Like real Salt Lake. Yeah, or real. You could just say it in American. No. <laughs> no, we butcher language. Yeah, I have a tough time pronouncing other things. <laughs> yeah, we know. Real. Yeah. Yes. Well, it, it looked like it could have been dated sometime. Oh, the example they showed was like in the 1600s and it was really elegantly pressed. The design on that coin was pretty impressive. Yeah, it really was. If it is that, it kind of made me giggle when Jack said it had Latin and some Roman numerals. And my thought was, well, there's Latin on all of our coinage, too. (laughs) It's true. It was just funny. Like, Jack seemed pretty giddy about the uh, coin. You know, but he's kind of excited and giddy about everything. And this was an instance where Rick became a Marty. Well, you guys look pretty pleased with yourselves. Well, duh. They should. But then he's, well, I would take something that wasn't silver that is older. I was like, dang, man. Quit take what you can get, buddy. Down. Yeah. Telling you, Rick needs a hug. You're right. <laughs> he needs a hug. Rick needs a hug. I hope he feels better. Hashtag hugs for Rick. Hugs for Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Hashtag. Hugs for Rick. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. What else? Did we find anything else? Anything else exciting? Well, the whole episode was good. It was overall. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed the Maddie Blake special. This one was a lot more fun than the paranormal one. Paranormal was okay. In but your opinion. Yeah, I thought this one was really good. And I had a good week with the content that the showrunners of Oak Island provided to everybody. I think we saw a lot of really interesting information, especially being able for me gathering all those data points being able to say this is where after all this information shaft six should be Mm -hmm. and then they put a case on down and start pulling stuff out of what lines up with shaft six that i feel like that's the first time we've really someone has said here x marks the spot and then it delivered and we've had a lot of people come to the island and say well if it were me, I would dig here, or I think this. This is the first time someone, in my opinion, has come in, taken all those data points. Here is where it is, and I we're guess, starting to see some proof of it. I guess Steve should have showed up about three seasons ago, huh? For serious. Yeah, well. Thanks, Steve. Let's not dwell on whatever. We could just be happy with what we have now. I didn't say I wasn't happy with what I have now. We've had a wonderful journey, and I hope we get to continue it. Okay, Rick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know who Rick is anymore. <laughs> so fine. I will take that. So you don't know who you are? I don't know who I am. <laughs> hey, we got some feedback that we were both Martys. Who? <laughs> you and me, because we want proof of everything. Well, it's no problem. Come on, let's have some proof, but I, I am like all in. This is a thing. You know, I, whoever said I, that's wrong. I, I'm a, okay, I'm a Rick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking, you know, offense to that. Are you, are you Rick today? Like, are you Rick <laughs> this episode or the episode prior? I'm Rick episode one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Season one. Episode one, season one, yeah. where they were putting the I'm vacuum Rick, down there and just waiting for gold coins to come <laughs> popping out. I'm Rick back when he was a kid reading the Reader's Digest 1965. Okay, pie in the sky. Yeah. You better calm down. Yeah. So, ha. Huh. You can try. Yeah. So. I'm Billy. <laughs> all right well we all strive to be a billy (laughs) i'm canada's sweetheart yeah billy's like he's he's just like a heroic character yeah billy is my hero yeah he's great he's the wind beneath my wings (laughs) okay (laughs) you might be taking a little far now or or not yeah yeah or not okay so yeah uh, what happens next time next week next week something exciting happens i I think there was a longer preview that we didn't get to see because we've been so busy yeah that's true we did see jack and gary going metal detecting and finding something pretty cool yeah something broken because jack used a shovel instead of a trowel trowel oh well sorry jack you need a trowel <laughs> well he needs to spend some more time with laird you know i'm team I laird i appreciate i appreciate what the archaeologists do and that's, that's good. really detailed and hard work and that's why it takes forever well sorry i was doing the sandlot thing forever which is getting redone with the whole original cast yeah it's not a movie though they're making a tv series yeah it should be fun yeah, it should be, should be i'm sure it goes hand in hand with the curse of oak island yeah well, no, probably not. <laughs> okay, so they find something. It's two pieces. It's iron. And we hear Gary saying that... It's worked lead. That's what he calls it first. Yes. Before he puts the two pieces together. Yes. Calls it worked or decorative. Yeah, but then he's like, yo, Jack, you know what this means? Or you know what this reminds me of? He says, yo. <laughs> I don't see Gary saying, yo. <laughs> like, he's like up the peace sign. He's like, yo, dude, this, this is totally you know just like the, the lead cross. That hole. Or, you know, it'd be funny if he said, it reminds me of Drayton's cross. Wouldn't that be the best if Gary said <laughs> if that? he, like, talked in the third person about yeah. his cross. He's like, he's like the rock. The rock says, Gary, or, <laughs> never, never mind. <laughs> you need to calm down. Yeah, well, it was, uh, that was cool. I'm excited to see that next episode. It seems like we're getting lots and lots of new discoveries. It seems like lead seems to be a fairly important, you know, important things seem to be made out of lead on Oak Island. <laughs> I guess so. Like lead boxes with mercury in them. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's one a of the theory. theory about Francis Drake being buried on Oak Island, right? Yes, or someone else, or who knows. But then Drayton's cross was lead, mm-hmm. and... Whatever this thing is, is lead. Yeah, so many. Yeah, all the, and then. Like two. And lead things seem to be really old, okay? <laughs> At least on Oak Island. On Oak Island. If you take a pencil there, it'll be an old pencil. It will be. With old lead in it. Yes, because apparently we travel through the space-time continuum, or gigawatts, or whatever, in your opinion. Great Scott. What? That's heavy, Doc. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You no, get all not. the dad jokes tonight. Yep, and they're awesome. So, speaking of awesome, how about Clotworthy moment? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. What was, what did we have last week and who was the grand winner? Well, we had the curse of the tweet's favorite, a rock, right? Like a rock. Sure. And then they had crib spikes, right? So, which one do you think won? Jeez. I'm going with 
crib spikes. Ding, 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 ding. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I tried Googling crib spikes and got something real scary, like <laughs> like cribs with spikes. Oh, wow. <laughs> and was like, so I don't think that's what they meant. Yeah, probably not. Crib spikes? Dating back as early as the mid-1600s? Crib spikes? Yeah, so finally the one that has, you know, the longer clot-worthy moment finally won. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I I know. I know. Yeah, so actually it was weird. A rock won on Twitter with 58% and crib spikes won on Facebook by 50 with 57%, but there was a whole lot more votes on Facebook than Twitter. Interesting. Yeah, so it was it was really close. So you did a good job this week by getting a good balance and it was a close race. So good job. Gee, thanks. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me too? You should be. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have other clotworthy moments for this week oh yeah what's this week okay the first one is a huge target buried beneath the wooden crane pad what do you think of that one love it i knew you would because it was longer and it's really funny it is like it's a really good one and when i hear that one i hear mike well i don't hear him i see him just shooting darts (laughs) he's like it's there or there or there second one okay what is it timbers from a ship shiver me timbers (laughs) that goes really good with the pirate episode see see what i did there timbers from a ship yeah and almost a throwback to captain barbosa (laughs) almost but not quite (laughs) not quite we have two good ones this week yep lots of fun always fun i bet this will be a close clot worthy moment vote as well because both those were pretty good so you really prefer it when they're a lot closer I don't know. I, if there's something that's like outstanding, how can you deny it 100%, you know? Like, seriously, if you would have put ice holes in that <laughs> a few weeks ago, that would have won like probably 100% to zero. But you seem always disappointed when there's a landslide. Yeah, well, that's. I guess I don't feel like it's it's deserved because I think that whatever it's up against is pretty good too. But I don't know. It's it's situational, I guess. But I, I think you picked good ones this week. I think it will be close. I kind of wish we had... A clot-worthy moment that was a landslide. So then you, <laughs> we could play it at those opportune moments. Yeah. Well, yeah? Maybe we'll, maybe something will happen like that someday. Who knows? I hope there's not a landslide on... How can there be a landslide on Oak Island? I don't think I don't know. It'd have to be something with the it's, swamp. Well, that's just kind of where... like Maybe the swamp is the cause of a landslide. Yeah, but like the collapse of the H8 would be the closest thing, I guess. Yeah, because the whole thing's ready to cave in on itself. Yeah, well... Whatever. Whatever. How do people vote? They go to our Twitter feed. Is Correct. <sighs> Got it. Good job. You just go to onto Twitter.com slash Oak Island Pod. Is that right? Or do they look us up on Twitter under Oak Island Pod? Yeah, try try it with just uh, see, find our Twitter. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, or you can definitely just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Oak Island Pod, and you can vote there too. Nobody why don't, why don't, actually types into <laughs> www. Or hang on, let me fix that. HTTP colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash oak island podcast that is where you can find us to vote <laughs> for the clot worthy moment yeah well that's 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 how they find us uh, okay uh so you can find us on facebook at oak island podcast or you could find us on twitter at oak island pod you could also 
find us on the Instagram at Oak Island Podcast. Huh, seems like a weird spot to do all of our uh, where you can find us, but you can also email us at oakislandpodcast at gmail dot com. So usually we do reviews before that, but. I'll hey, just do it now. This was a good plug. Yeah. Well, let's do our... Um, we got a couple of reviews. We're doing Facebook reviews this week. Ooh. Yeah. So we've got Trevor Stuenberg. And Trevor wrote, It is a really good podcast. Both hosts are funny and witty. Ha! You're not the only witty one, punk. <laughs> I mean, Trevor did not write that. Let's just be clear. That is Dustin writing his own review saying, Ha! You're not the only witty one to me. Okay, so, you're not a punk. I love you. Yeah, All yeah. Right. I love you too. Anyway, Trevor goes on. <laughs> if you like the show, these two offer a fresh perspective to each episode. Highly recommend for fans, or not yet fans, of the show. Boom. Thank you, Trevor. I would say our perspective is not fresh. Maybe even some could call it dated. Eh, no, I, I, I agree with Trevor. Okay. He's on point. Yeah, he's on point. No, because he thinks you're witty. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> don't don't be mean. Only to you. Don't be cruel. Trevor, Trevor's the man. Yeah, thanks, Trevor. And our second Facebook review comes from Chris Sings Me. And it says, great podcast, entertaining, fun, funny, informative, just a great show to keep your Oak Island blood flowing between shows. Aw. So thanks, Chris. Thanks. You guys, you really are the best. Yeah. And feel free to go to either Facebook or iTunes, leave us a review, and at one point, we'll get to it. And we love reading the, your guys' reviews on the air. And it is very much appreciated. Yes. Leave a review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Yeah, please subscribe. I don't know how many people actually subscribe to us. Do you have any idea? I don't know. We That's actually a statistic that we don't get. So we don't uh, know how many people subscribe and actually get us weekly. Or they go through and download the episodes if they see it while searching. Yeah, so just go ahead and subscribe. You know, it'd be good. You'll get everything as soon as it comes out. Yep. 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 So um, is there anything else? No. You sure? No. I guess you could just send us out. Until next time. Could it be? You both look pretty pleased with yourselves. Yeah, we got to a flying start.
very good, then. That's encouraging, really. We got a smile out of you.